quick programming note before we get started today. There were some technical difficulties with this episode, which is most of the reason why this is so late. And we lost Emma's audio from our original recording of this episode. Emma very gamely offered to listen to the audio that we had with Ken and myself and improv her audio on the fly. I put a filter over the voices of Ken and myself when we were on the second call egging Emma on, just so that you can tell the difference between our past and present selves, but I think it turned out okay. In any case, we could only make it so far before we thought it was getting a bit hard, and we decided to just re-record the rest of the episode and splice it all together in the edit. We still think you'll like what we've got, and I'll let you know when we transition between the original and the redo, but for now, just enjoy yourselves. Welcome, princes and princesses, to our Disney season. We'd like you to be our guests as we show you a whole new world. Please remember, what we say in this episode might be a little risque, but you shouldn't take us that seriously. We're trying to take the mickey. You ain't ever had a pod like us, so sit back and enjoy the ride. What's up, Domi Nation? <laughs> it's me, ya boy. Welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Jimon. And I'm your host, Rafikan. And I'm your host, Sima. How are we? Oh, God. How was I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm good. (laughs) You sound awful. (laughs) 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 That's for uh, for Emma's boss. Oh, that's right. I had the day off work. Oh, you sound like James L. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. I, uh, I actually had the day off uh, work today because uh, I was unwell, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, was a, yeah, was a, was a nice day. Caught up on some, some TV. I got an early mark at four. My boss was like, "I've been up since three. Who wants a beer?" I was like, "I will never say no to that." I feel like this is gonna be the weirdest fucking episode ever. So uh, I went to uh, Bright's uh, baby shower. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. You know, and um, the baby shower, they gave me a party bag. There's a bunch of stuff here. There's a whistle. Fucking sick. Is it weird that, like, men are getting invited to baby showers? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a very traditional baby shower. But I did get to eat chocolate out of a diaper, so, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. We ate some baby food. Baby food is not very yummy, people. No, it's meant to be incredibly bland. No, it's, yeah, yeah. But there's all that yucky taste from, like, you know, like, it's, like, from, like, an overripe pear. I don't know. I don't like it Vegetables? Yeah, babies aren't very discerning customers. Let me just (laughs) say that. Like, they don't really have the capacity to give you notes on your cuisine. (laughs) They just cry a lot. They have a very limited capacity to give you notes on your cooking. This is really... You're really good at this. (laughs) Before we get started... Does anybody have any bits of, like, follow-up since the last episode? I have, like, one little bit that I want to go through. What was that? Just that I'm thinking of, like, not redoing the intro, but, like, tinkering with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, like, taking out all of the other spoken bits except for Ken's bit and just leaving that in the music, just toning it down a bit. Oh. I want to muck around with a bit, Mm -hmm. but I'll see what I I pull out of my butt. Okay. Okay. Because I think it is good. Like, I'm happy to see what you come up with, but I think it is good to have, like, a the same thing for each season. Do you know what I mean? For consistency. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is, but you do I can you. just go and re-edit. No, oh, Jim. Just... No. <laughs> we must stay loyal to our fans. No, I'm, I'm going full George Lucas here. Oh, no, George no. Lucas. Have you heard the, the latest scuttlebutt about Star Wars special editions? No. No, what's going on? I get all my Star Wars news from D. 
you know how in like the in the original special edition of Star Wars, that was when they changed it from Greedo shooting first to Han shooting first. Yeah. Oh. Disney has released the original Star Wars movie on Disney Plus now, and they've made one change that has the fan base like really weirded out as to why they would do it, mm. which is Han still shoots first, but after Greedo gets shot, instead of just like falling over and dying, now he screams out, McClunky! What? 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 McClunky! That seems aw- awfully dramatic. Yeah, and like everyone's like, why would why would you do? I don't. Why? Why? Is that like an Easter egg, or is it just something someone pulled a prank and then it sort of went through? Uh, it's just McClunky. <laughs> McClunky. What's a clunky? <laughs> you guys, this is really weird. Oh yeah, it's like listening to a ghost of yourself. It's- <laughs> it's- is this like is this like Mario Kart? Like when you're just watching the ghost of yourself? <laughs> and I'm just trying to like move the controller, but it won't move because it's already happened. <laughs> God damn it! I can't change the path. Uh, skip to twenty seven, twenty six seconds in. What? That's old me. Oh, <laughs> we're, talk- we're still talking about McClunky. Oh, McClunky. McClunky. Oh, oh. Is that it? What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. McClunky. Only one hour and 40 minutes left, Emma. <laughs> Fuck me. So getting back on topic. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> uh, it may not surprise the listeners to find out that we are very social beings and are recording this on a Friday night. Hashtag Friday. Woo! It's Friday. Would not rather be doing anything else. So given that it's Friday, what are you two doing with your weekends? Probably not much at all. <laughs> I don't, don't think I have. What did what I don't did you know? Do? When was this? <laughs> no, I actually, don't think I have any plans this weekend. I think it's just I'm uh, going to a January birthday party tomorrow. A what? Uh, uh, my coworkers are celebrating January birthdays because we had like the Christmas uh, break and everything. Okay. So mm. yeah, we're doing we're doing one of those, and we're doing homemade pizzas. Woo! Woo-hoo. How's Willow doing? <laughs> Willow's good. He's pretty cute. He's just sleeping at the Did moment. Did you say a dick or a dip? <laughs> he, was, he was no, he was being a bit of a dick today. He just climbs on everything and he scratches the shit out of you. He has two climbing posts and he doesn't use them. He likes to use either my legs or the couch. And he's currently staring me down, but he's cute. He's like he's cute. So how is the new place then? New place is really good. Yeah, it must have been two weeks now and it's so Woo! good. Like I didn't feel unsafe in my old house, but I just feel like being here is so good. Cool. anyway um today we're here to talk about the lion king so i think just to be clear i think we're mostly going to be talking about the 1994 one not the 2019 Uh, remake even though they're ostensibly the same movie i didn't even consider like watching that (laughs) in preparation for this yeah, I've seen it, but it's look, it's not great. There's definitely some crossover yeah. and, and stuff. I, but, I, yeah. yeah, I decided to like watch it, the the 2019 one, just so I could like talk a little bit about it, and I'll have a I'll have some more things to say about it later. But I had to turn it off at one point. Like, Why? It, it's not as good. I'd just rather watch the original. Of course, it's not. It's never going to match up to the original. The original's OG's always better. Yeah, I guess at least for my benefit, it it might help to view the original 1994 movie in comparison to the 2019 yeah. one mm-hmm. that kind of coalesced my thoughts a little bit when i was watching the new yeah, one Yeah, like it's not going to be the same movie you, you remember those like 
Disney movies from the early 2000s that were like snow buddies or like <laughs> yes. that were just like puppies. And with like, like Air Bud and stuff. Not so much that, like those movies that were like, they had like 10 dogs yeah. on the film and they had like CGI'd their mouths to move even though <laughs> yes. they weren't. They were great. It's basically one of those movies. <laughs> they're great like, films. Because they're not cartoons. It's it's a lot harder for me to suspend my disbelief. Oh. Like none of the voices really seem to match the lines. Ah, whereas when it's a cartoon, you can kind of give it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. When it's a cartoon, yep. I don't mind mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Because the whole thing like is immersive. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like also because they're meant to be realistic lines, they can't be as expressive. Like Scar does all of these like eye rolls and big like... You know, like mincing so gestures, much and like oh my, like that he minces yeah. a lot. Yeah, I feel I feel like when yeah when it's cartoon, you can kind of get away with a little bit more. Anyway, you know what they they really should have done for the 2019 movie? They really should have recast James L. Jones. His voice what? is not what he used to be. He's fantastic. And I remember thinking this in Rogue One as well. Is that like no shade on James L. Jones? Dude's a legend. He's old. Yeah. Well, like his voice is not what it used to be. I remember. Th- Watching the 2019 one, thinking he sounded more like Michael Gambon, like Dumbledore, <laughs> than he did, did Mufasa. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's been like, what, like 20 years? Like, give the guy a break. Oh, I'm definitely cutting him some slack. I'm just saying, maybe they should have cast someone else. They recast everyone else. No, I think they wanted some consistency. Iconic he's, voice. Mm. Yeah, he's got a very iconic voice. So deep. When he talks, you listen. So should we talk a little bit about the plot and then Scar's plan really quick? Mm. Let's do it, Jim. Well, um, Scar's plan was very simple. He's the king's, uh, Mufasa's younger brother, and he um, believes he's um, the smart one and he he should be uh, entitled to the... Pride rock. The throne. The throne, yes, the throne, you know. So, you know, basically he usurps the throne by uh, getting his brother killed and also attempting to kill off uh, Simba, uh, his nephew, taking over the uh, the throne with the hyenas. He's not a nice guy. Goddamn hyenas. <laughs> Goddamn hyenas. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's weird and I only realised in my old age? <laughs> you remember how, like, in year seven we were all told that The Lion King was an adaptation of Hamlet? Yes. Yeah. That's why we watched the- it in English <laughs> class. Yeah. I didn't watch it in English. What? We watched it in English class because they were like, oh, it's this adap- it's this fantastic adaptation of Hamlet. Mm-hmm. The only thing it shares with Hamlet is that the dude's father gets killed. By the uncle. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only plot point that it shares. Which shares that with a lot of a lot of media. <laughs> like, and come I, on. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, I can enjoy Shakespeare now because I enjoyed li- The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, from looking up on it, like the the original premise of the well, like the, the pitch of the plot was three dudes were on a plane. One of them said, "What about a story in Africa?" And the other one said, "Fuck yes, printed." <laughs> and now we return to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome back to the what is our present? Still your past, but less your past, listeners. What? Uh, <laughs> Could you make that any more confusing? So the. the the people that are talking to you now are still talking to you from the past, but less so. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they're listening and it's already past, so it's still their past. It's still their past, but it's less their past than the people they were hearing a couple of minutes ago. Okay. All I can say is I'm very glad that that's over because that was a fucking bitch. <laughs> that was not fun at all. We tried. You did well. Yep. Good work, Emma. Some of it was great. Yeah. Oh, some was so good. Yeah, you guys had the bloody easy part. You just sat there in the background just laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, laughing oh. with you. Laughing with no, you. No, no. And also at you sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely Mostly at you. Past Emma talks a lot. 
is what I've what I've found. <laughs> so, uh, how was that little peek behind the curtain, Emma, into your like past self? Look, I knew I knew she wasn't great, but. <laughs> So should we just quickly do a little bit more recap on the plot? Let's jump into the plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's the main villain, Scar, who's jealous of uh, his brother, who's uh, Mufasa, who's the king of the jungle. Mufasa! King of the Pride Lands. And he has a uh, he has a son who is um, the Simba. first... <laughs> first of his name. First of his name. First in line to uh, take over the kingdom when uh, Mufasa dies. Uh, Scar, being the one who believes he's more clever than um, his brother, uh, believes he deserves the throne rather than just having the throne given to him because he's the eldest. Due to this, he's uh, hatched a plan to take over the Pride Lands by uh, working with the hyenas and uh, both killing his b- uh, killing his uh, brother and his nephew. Can you imagine if the royal family did this? Like, can you just imagine? <laughs> I mean, I know we got bloody Megxit like, at the they moment. They basically but like, did. <laughs> no, no, but I meant now. Like, the English royal family basically did this in the past. Like, one of the former princes of England once went out on a hunting trip with his brother, who was then the king of England, and the, the current king of England did not have any children. And the current king had a mysterious hunting accident. Oh, no. That left his brother on the throne. I tripped and fell on my sword six times. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were a deer. <laughs> oh dear Oh no <laughs> Anyway yeah So that's pretty much The plot of Lion King Pretty much the plot Yeah Woo. And then Simba like gets He runs away Because he's like Oh god I killed my dad And then he comes back And takes back The Pride Lands That's mm-hmm. pretty much it <laughs> mm-hmm. Lion King Done Woo. <laughs> I always enjoy a movie With two regicides It's not often you get To say that word What's a no. regicide? Uh, murder of a king Oh, like yeah. homicide is like murder of a person. Regicide is murder of a king. Yeah, the murder, the murder of Scar was intense. Yeah, it, the, the end of this movie is dark. I was re-watching that and I was like, how did, I, how did, how was I okay with this as a small child? Yeah, especially when they do the slow mo fight bit. Yeah, oh. where like even the audio slows down and it's like dark and atmospheric and the sparks going everywhere and you just see this like <laughs> super slow mo. Like you imagine to, you know how like I don't know if you've guys seen that the Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. But when when he does like the slow mo thing, how they do the noise. Yeah, that's a great noise. I do like that noise. Yeah. Yeah. You you just expect to see that when they fight or hear that when they fight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, see, because I, I think, look, I, The Lion King is one of my all-time favourites. I love it. Because I remember when I was reading um, reading some information on all of this that they had, um, like, they actually went to Africa and they did research into and they had people like there as they were doing the animations and stuff like teaching them how each of the animals moved and didn't they bring in animals into the studio to um study them i think so yeah into the studio or did they like go and like (laughs) record animals because like yeah it was just they just had a lion in the sound booth i can't imagine they had like a lion in like the animation offices i'd like to think they had a giraffe in there at least walt disney was still around back then wasn't he, he, he no was pretty... walt disney died in the 60s oh yeah that's right walt disney died a good 30 years before this was made that's true that's true oh, really but like i feel like he, he created like a you just do whatever the fuck you want it's disney because i know at the time they were doing pocahontas and stuff at the same time as well like there, there was just a couple like a real heavy yeah movies going on it's kind of the same story as we talked about in our shrek episode that, that yeah. this was seen as like the 
shit project to work on. <laughs> and that Pocahontas was, Pocahontas was the prestige project that everybody wanted to go work on. Which, considering, if you if you look... I mean, po- look, Pocahontas is still a pretty great movie. Yeah. But if you look at... I haven't seen it. Okay. Neither have I. What? Yes, you agreed with me anyway, but you were like, mm, yeah, haven't seen it. But yeah. Like, yeah. If, if I was in the pitch meetings for both, if they were pitching the two movies at the same time, and you asked which one of them is going to be the more prestigious movie for Americans, like Pocahontas obviously would be my pick to be like the more effective movie. Oh, yeah, true. The American Indians, yeah. And the white fella. Yeah. Yeah, look, Pocahontas is still a great movie, but yeah. I just feel like The Lion King would have done better around the world because it's a little bit more... You know, it's just different, something different, something mm. very different. But I do think, yeah, similar to, to Shrek, that it's actually quite interesting that this did a lot better than Pocahontas. Yeah. But I guess, like, before it came out, people would have expected it to be more like what we have in the 2019 version, like lions talking. It's like, what? Yeah, that's the thing that I don't like about the new one, is that they kind of, they tried to make it look more realistic, but it's nowhere near as fun. Like, the animated one is just, the characters are just so much more expressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I love the sass factor that Scar has and stuff. Yeah, and, like, they're even just more expressive in their faces. Yeah, well, I mean, you can do that when it's bloody cartoon. You're just drawing it. You can yeah. draw that sass on. But I quite like, because it's when... You know how we've got, like, the bloody compare the market ads that we've got on TV here in Australia now? Like, I love seeing Timon. But then when you see little clips from the 2019 version, and you just see Timon, it's <laughs> all I think about. Because he just like stands up on his hind legs and it's just like, that's all I think about, that he's trying to sell me bloody insurance. I think we live in different ad markets. I live in a regional ad market, so I lost a lot of my free-to-air ads are like, are your cows getting the right nutritional supplements? <laughs> Come down to dick sheds. We got 16 different types of sheds. Yeah, no, I don't have those ones. <laughs> I have an ad blocker, so... I also that. just don't watch free-to-air anymore, so... Like, <laughs> yeah, true. That. I'm, I'm watching maths at the moment. So, so what did you, what did you guys think of um, Scar's plan? Simple, effective, poor follow through. Is that your top three dot points? <laughs> Those are my top three dot points. <laughs> if I was giving him notes, yeah, like Scar, baby, you did well. You just got to follow through. You got no follow through. Got no follow through, kid. Yeah, look, he was. How's his short game? Short game's great. Yeah, short game's great. Short game was great. He just didn't really. Yeah, no, you're right. Like he had sh- no follow through. I feel like through. his short game is lacking. Like he's great with the drive, and his short game is real lacking. He can't tie it together at the end. Oh, short game's the putt. Yeah, Sorry, that's no, look. All he needed to do was just tidy up his short game, get rid of anybody he didn't need anymore, and then just basically let the Pride Lanes do what they were doing already under Mufasa, mm. and then not tell anyone ever what happened. Yeah, look. Mm. Problem is, he thinks he's smarter than Mufasa, so he thinks he would do a better job I mean, than him. Arguably, he is smarter than Mufasa because he lived longer than Mufasa. Well, fuck me. Poor Mufasa. Um, so what, what, do you, what do you rate him out of 10? What do you rate his plan, Jim? Mm, that's a good question. Yes. What did I write down last time? Oh, what did I rate him last time? Ooh, did you guys want to guess what you guys gave him last time? Uh, yes, I've, I, I've got it in front of me. I can see. Ah, beans. A uh, six? You rated him a four, Ken. Gave him a four, my man. Really? Yeah. Wow. You did oh. not appreciate Scar. No, okay. <laughs> uh, I gave him a seven, and I think that's pretty good. Like I said, this is where me having no working knowledge of any golfers doesn't help me. <laughs> Why are you rating him as a golf player? Having, having dated a, a pro golfer, I, I know my fair share. <laughs> 
But yeah, like I don't have anyone directly to compare it to, but I compare him to a golfer who, you know, great drive, not so great short game. Hmm. See, I feel like golf is a bad analogy because I feel like if we think about it logically, right? What sport is regicide most analogous to, Emma? No, but I'm just thinking like he had a good, I feel like it's the reverse. He had a good short game, but it was the long, the long distance. That's kind of thing. He just, he went way way left field mm. but up close like if you think about it at the beginning with Mufasa and everything like he did a good job and then you know he, he didn't have that that follow through what sport is analogous to regicide um triathlon nothing <laughs> where you need to take one person down how about biathlon the one where you do skiing and then like cross-country skiing and then shooting yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What sports are you watching? When is that a sport? It's a winter Olympic sport. It's called biathlon. You do cross-country skiing, and then in the middle you stop to shoot at clay pigeons. Why have I never heard of this? It's great. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> I kind of want to go to the Olympics just and like enter myself into that. I know it's a bit hard to just enter yourself into the Olympics, but I feel like it'd be pretty great. <laughs> I was listening to a thing the other day that was talking about how they really wish the Olympics had an average person in each race for comparison. Oh, yeah, that'd be me. Like, miss every clay pigeon like fucking stacked it at the top of the mountain and rolling down yeah, it's yeah, like oh there goes emma on her third heart attack of this race <laughs> yeah only three she's doing pretty great doing all right yeah look i think i would rate him a a six look i quite like scar but i feel like he did have some faults and i think yeah i'll talk about that a bit in my plan as to what i think he could have done a bit better but yeah, look he's, he's not too bad i like him yeah i'd give him a four whoa what a surprise <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he's, you know, everything was out of a, you know, a sense of entitlement. He, he just believed he would be a better king because he was smarter, but he wasn't actually. Hmm. Um, he, you know, went to all the trouble of, you know, kill, killing his brother and then his nephew. Well, he thought he killed his nephew and then he just, just didn't bother managing anything because he was lazy. Like, there was, you know, it was just petty. Is this like the bloody episode we had on Willow where it just needs more middle management? Yeah, he needs more middle management. So, like, same thing with Hades. Needs more middle management. <laughs> pretty much. Just every everyone. Every or villain a functioning just needs HR middle. department. Look, HR's pretty great, guys. <laughs> mm. HR's pretty great. What was that, Jim? Nothing. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. This is one of the better Disney movies. And it's just a yeah. shame that, like... Like, I have the same problem with the Marvel movies. That, like, the, the villains are never as fleshed out as they need to be. They're never as compelling as they they sh- they ought to be, with, like, a few exceptions. Like, Killmonger, for example, from Black Panther. Yeah. But do you know what? Like, I feel like it's... Because the, these days, I feel like there's there's more scrutiny around them as well. Like, back, back in the day, you know, when we were all watching these, like Lion King and things like that in the original Disney films, that you didn't care. Because it was it was it was good enough, and you know you're still watching it now. And yes, there's nostalgia involved and things like that. But you kind of you enjoy it and you get it, and you know, yep, they are what they are. Hmm. Whereas now, you know, with your Marvels and your DC and all that kind of stuff, if there's not if it's not the right amount of backstory or whatever it is, then everybody has a bloody tantrum about it. Mm-hmm. We need better. We need more good screenwriters. Like we have a lot of good screenwriters, but we need more. Yeah. Uh, did you hear Taika Waititi what he said the other day? God, I love him. I love him so much. So he won the Oscar for best adapted screenplay for for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and they have this little room behind like the stage where who, the winners go and like uh, get asked questions by the press after they win their yeah. their award. And Taika Waititi got sent back to this press room, and one of the press people asked him, "Is there anything else you wanted to say in your speech, or was there anyone else that you wanted to thank?" And he went, "No, not really. I did all the work." <laughs> <laughs> 
All the words came out of my head and I wrote them all down. Oh, I love him. He's so good. Good work. He's like, honestly, he's, he's a breath of fresh air and I love him. Yeah. Good old Kiwis. Guys, are we, are we ready for some fun facts? I very much am. Um, Ooh, yes, please. Who doesn't love a fun fact? Did you know that the, um, you know, the wildebeest stampede that unfortunately took the life of our dear friend Mufasa took three years to create? You know, I have heard that somewhere yeah. before. <laughs> Was it when we recorded this podcast you know, previously? It might have been. But look, our listeners haven't heard it, Jim, so it's a fun fact for them and it's new, all right? I mean, all, um, all facts are fun. It's still a fun fact. It is a fun fact. But look, the CG um, department, they had to create a whole new program to actually create it all. And it was something to do with having all the wildebeests sort of running in and out and weaving through each other and kind of crossing over and things like that hadn't been done before. Imagine that being your job for three years. Like, <laughs> I imagine after three years, you'd have like names for each of the thousand wildebeests that you'd like yeah. programmed. And if you ever saw one in real life, you just have like PTSD. <laughs> just like, oh God. It's like, that one looks just like Richard. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, pretty much. So a few more fun facts. So the beginning of the movie takes place in two days. So from when Simba is waking is waking mm. up his dad, um, when he's saying, oh, come on, the mum's, what does she say? She's something like, oh, in, in the morning. Oh, no. No, it's Mufasa who goes, before sunrise, he's your son. (laughs) But yeah, so all between that and when Mufasa dies is actually takes place within two days. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Mufasa actually reminds me of my dad in some respects that, you know, when he's um, Simba like runs off to the to the elephant grave site and Mufasa's like that he said to Zazu, go take Nala back, you know, I'm going to, and he's all angry at Simba and he's like going to have this massive go with him. And then like two minutes later, they're like best mates. <laughs> like that's my dad. Like 100%. He gets really, as soon as he gets fired up, you're like, oh shit, shit's about to go down. And then like two minutes later, he's fine. <laughs> Uh, fun facts fun fact fun fact Simba Sarabi Rafiki and Pumba are all Swahili words so um, Simba yeah and there are you wouldn't believe what they actually stand for friends but Simba means lion mm-hmm. what Sarabi means mirage mm-hmm. Rafiki oh means God. friend and Pumba means foolish oh and Aww. You know, just for some some more originality, Mufasa means king. (gasps) And also, the intro, and I won't sing it because I can't do it without sounding incredibly racist. Do it, Jeff. No, I'm not going to do it. The intro literally translates to lion, there is a lion. What else you got, Emma? Yeah, so I think, so, yeah, to, I guess if we're talking about the the beginning of the movie, so originally um, they weren't going to have Circle of Life. There was just going to be an opening that featured dialogue, just introducing all of the characters. <laughs> like Matthew Broderick leaning in and being like, hi, I'm Matthew Broderick. I play Simba in The Lion King. <laughs> no, more like this is Simba and this is like, this is him and this is Mufasa and oh. this is what he does. Oh man, and then if they, they got James finished... L. Jones to do that would have been amazing. Like, But yes, then they finished um, Circle of Life and they were like, yeah, let's put this in. I love that like the original trailer for The Lion King is basically just the first three minutes of the movie. Like it's just yeah. the Circle of Life. They were like, <laughs> yeah, why don't we just use that? That, this took us that a seems while. pretty good. <laughs> That'll do. 
Yep. But speaking of songs, the other classic out of The Lion King, Hakuna Matata, wasn't originally in the movie either. Um, it was just going to be a song um, about eating bugs until the uh, the research team that went to Africa to kind of look into things. They um they heard the they heard the term and they were like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's write a song about that. And I'm glad they did. Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella they originally auditioned to be hyenas rather than um. Timon and Pumbaa. I could have seen that. Yeah, because I think what was it as well um, they were looking at, and I think you'll love this one, Jim, is that they were looking at Patrick Stewart um, for Zazu. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. Can you imagine that? Although Rowan Atkinson does a pretty great job. Yeah, I feel like you have to have quite a nasally voice to pull off that character. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson does a phenomenal job with that character. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Patrick Stewart might have actually worked for Mufasa as well, now I, th- I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, had that. James L. Jones not been around, like, I feel like Patrick Stewart would have been able to pull that off. Yeah. How about some casting facts? All right. So, Timon and Pumbaa, the original people that they had in mind for those roles were Cheech and Chong, mm-hmm. which I think would have lended a completely different air to those two characters. For sure. Well, one of them ends up voicing one of the hyenas. Yeah. But Cheech and Chong are like very famous stoners from the 70s and 80s. Mm. And I think they would have lended a much more chill vibe. Like, can you imagine a stoned meerkat? Like those, like, I just imagine meerkats as like super intense and like always on edge, just like always looking out. And like, I can't imagine like a stoned meerkat. I mean, it would match the way they live. It would match the way they live. Yeah, that's true. It it honestly makes more sense with the script. Mm -hmm. But I like Timon the way he is. Like he's sort of like, you know, really cautious on edge, but also at the same time, like... Chill as well. He's got like ADD. Pumba ends up being the one who like shows more fear in like dangerous situations. Yeah, but I think I mean part of it is like when you think about like the what what it could have been and things like that. You get so wrapped up in that. Well, it is like we have known it the way it is for so long. It's hard to yeah picture it any other way. But yeah, yeah. So Tim Curry and Malcolm McDowell were also originally considered for the role of Scar. Tim Curry. Given that we had a 10-minute conversation last time, do you guys remember who Malcolm McDowell is? Sure do. Oh, excellent. All right. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know why Malcolm McDowell turned the role down or didn't pick it up, Uh, but Tim Curry refused so that he could play his iconic role in Home Alone 2. (laughs) Another great film. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Can you imagine the gay icon that Tim Curry's scar would have been? Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That would have been amazing. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. If a gay scar led the um, pack, would it be a gay pride? Yes, it wouldn't. Um... (laughs) I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. You tried, Ken. You tried with the pun. I tried. tried tried to bring it back. It did not work. You tried to bring it back in the pun. (laughs) So Tim Rice was was originally signed on to be the composer of this movie, and he is the composer for this movie. But he he asked for a composing partner, uh, and in the end, he he chose Elton John for that role. And they worked together to make like the Circle of Life and all of like the other big songs for the movie. But the original composing partner that he had in mind was ABBA, and I think that would have lended a very different tone to the music of the movie. <laughs> I just yeah, look, Elton John was the was the right choice, but ABBA would have been interesting. It would have been so happy. Can you hear the drums, Mufasa? <laughs> <laughs> 
so Simba's parents, fun fact is, in another great film, they've already played King and Queen because they were the um, the parents in Coming to America. A very different vibe to that movie. And the last fun fact that I have here, and I don't believe because I, I, I did look this up and I couldn't find whether it actually went through, but there was actually a hyena researcher who sued Disney for defamation of character <laughs> of the hyenas. <laughs> Hyenas need all the help they can get. Do you know what um what female hyenas have to go through? <laughs> no, please, please tell me. Jim. Oh, this seems like deja vu all over again. <laughs> what, Jim? What? What do they have to go through? I actually don't remember this. Female hyenas have what's called a pseudo penis. Ah, yeah. Which is <laughs> a is a long, thin shaft of flesh that they urinate and give birth out of. Oh, yeah, fuck, that would hurt. Just no. Oh, no. Which leads... I think there's some crazy statistic, like 25% of hyena births end in, like, the death of the mother. It's it's crazy. because it's trying to fit out of a tiny hole. I'd kill myself after that. Gentlemen who are listening, imagine trying to give birth... I'd rather not. ...through your business. That is how a hyena do. Oh. (laughs) I knew I repressed some memories from the last recording. Oh, man. I'd kill myself after that just just cause. Oh jeez! Like that just sounds painful. No, I'm I'm killing myself during so it doesn't keep going. Ooh. Oh yes, there was controversy um a while ago actually. I think when the 2019 movie was coming out, people actually brought it back up that uh um the whole Lion King wasn't quite as original as a story as they as Disney made it out to be, because there's an anime from Japan called Kimba the White Lion. It was um, it was like one of the first coloured a- animated uh, television se- series, and it started uh, running from uh, 1965. And, there, you know, there were a lot of similarities uh, between the uh, events and also the characters. Yes, but as we established, Simba means lion, so they basically named their character... Kyan. <laughs> That's true. But then, um, you know, they've also got, like, apart from lion cubs being called uh, Kimba and Simba, in the Kimba version, the villain was a one-eyed uh, lion called Claw instead of Scar. And uh, there, there's also a pair of hyena sidekicks instead of the trio in the Disney film. Claw is just such a cool villain name. <laughs> like, I feel like if I was a villain, that would be a strong contender for what my villain name would be, just Claw. Although my dad would just incessantly make the joke from Get Smart where there's a there's a Japanese villain called the Claw, but because he's Japanese, he can't say L sounds. So everybody thinks his name is the Craw because oh that's how God. he pronounces his name. <laughs> that's a little racist. It is that a, always a lot racist. <laughs> oh, we were also talking about like how Mufasa and Scar's like parents named them really poorly. <laughs> Um, his name uh, from the novel series... It was like, uh, I want to say Taka or something. Yes, it was Taka. It was just Swahili for dirt, trash, <laughs> That's or right. want. So imagine naming so... one of your sons king and the other one trash. How bad of parents can you be to be... Like, I think they, I think they had a favourite. Oh, they definitely had a favourite. <laughs> but what happens, like, right, if, if Mufasa had died, like, as a cub or something like that, or, like, young before he became king, then they'd have to be like, oh, shit, we kind of need you, Tucker, so uh, <laughs> we're going to just change It is now royal name. trash. Plan time! My plan for Scar is that I feel like he just needs to play the long game a little bit more. He needs to work on his putting. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he gets he gets it down there and he just can't make that those final shots and just sink that part. Mm-hmm. But so look, he we all know, right? He's got a legitimate claim to the throne. Um, just don't be so obvious about hating Simba. Is mm-hmm. my is my note to him? You know, just play along. You know, have your plan in the back of your head. But I feel like it just makes it very obvious if you know if oh no something's gone wrong and now Scar's in. Like it's just going to make it obvious. So just don't. Mm-hmm. But then continue the plan as normal with the stampede and everything. But you know, as Mufasa is climbing up and you know you see the view of Simba watching him from a distance. Like it takes Mufasa a while to get up there. Scar knows where Simba is. Like just go push him off whilst um, Mufasa's climbing and either Mufasa will see him and then be like, oh, shoot, need to go save my son or just continue as normal and like do the whole like crazy claw thing on top of him and kick him off. Yeah. You know, that way they've both died and you can legitimately say that Mufasa has died while trying to protect Simba because both of their bodies are there as opposed to what obviously beforehand was a little bit suspect because they never found Simba's body. Mm -hmm. And then the hyenas. Betray them. Like, you don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I get you needed them to kind of start with, whatever. Um, but betray them, go back to, to Pride Rock and just claim the throne. And then, you know, as Simba's dead, there's no way that he's going to be able to come back and, and claim the throne. Mm-hmm. So he just doesn't need to be a dick about it. Like, just do your thing. And because Mufasa and Simba aren't there, you're king, you're going to get more food, you'll, you'll have a little bit more respect. But, you know, just... Don't piss anybody off. Like, you're there. You're in charge. Mm-hmm. Have some friends. And that's my plan. Really. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like, I mean, it's Scar. He's going to be a dick about it. But that's, yeah, <laughs> look, that's my suggestion to him anyway. Any yeah. questions about it? With the, the killing Simba thing, like, yeah. we see in the movie that, like, Simba is on, like, a different part of the cliff to Mufasa, which is why Simba doesn't see Scar throw Mufasa off. So, like, that part I feel like... Is a little bit implausible, but like everything other than that, I don't really have a problem with. Yeah, look, and if mm. if that's implausible, like he's still going to be able to find him. He still gets within him. like a meter of Simba, like yeah. a minute later. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So like within within that time frame when the stampede's still going, that sort of thing. That's kind of yeah. I think, um, and this is me like pushing my brain back to it. So look, if it has to be a minute later, then that's fine. If he has to do Mufasa first, that's fine. But yeah. I think the, from what I was picturing in my head, and I could be wrong, was that yes, he couldn't see. Scar, but that was just because the ledge was in the way, yeah. but it still wasn't too far away. But anyway, yeah. like regardless, kill Simba around the same time. By that logic, Scar couldn't see him either. But I think he knew as walking. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Yes. But that, you, you that can kill him literally a minute later. Yes. Yeah. Like, no. he's a child. Do that. Wow, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even when he goes down, like when, um, even if he can't do it, then when the, the stampede's still going, like when he sees, he goes down and like has that whole conversation with him about like, oh, this is all your fault. You should run away. Like he could easily do something then as well. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe he just thinks he's better than that. Well, I got why he made the hyenas do it rather than doing it himself, because it would have been pretty obvious to the rest of the pride when they saw Simba's body. That, like, it was a lion. No. Yeah. And that's my plan. Well Hmm. done. So, I feel like uh, Scar's plan, instead of, like, me going back and being like, oh, he should um, take care of Simba or, like, anything like that, I think his his real problem 
came after he became um, the king of Pride Lands. Mm-hmm. Because everyone only became unhappy because they were running out of food, they were running out of water, the hyenas were overhunting. That was why they were sent to the elephant graveyard in the first place by mm-hmm. Mufasa. So, um, since he's so good at utilizing the hyenas at the start, like, during that whole, you know, musical component where he was singing, he got the whole hyena pack to, like, march in sync. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure he's good at commanding them. Yeah, he's some good leadership skills. Yeah, got some good leadership skills. I feel like they could really expand the Pride Lands. So instead of, like, just hunting in that area, you know how they said, oh, the flocks and the herds have, like, moved, you know, they've moved away from here, there's no water, there's no food. Mm -hmm. So they must have moved somewhere. Mm -hmm. If they've moved somewhere, that means, you know, the the Pride Lands is not the only place where the, the, the fauna could survive. Mm-hmm. That means they could really expand the area. With more land comes with more uh, water sources, with more, you know, and more, more uh, resources for other animals to eat, to eat, and hence, you know, more uh, more food for the lions and the hyenas as well. Wait, are you inventing lion Lebensraum? I have no <laughs> idea what that is, but yes. Hitler's policy to invade Eastern Europe to make living space for the Germans. <laughs> yes. Are, cool. you, are you the lion Hitler? In my defense, uh, the um, where he was getting the hyenas to march was inspired by a Hitler picture. All right, Hitler, settle down. (laughs) Oh, also, um, another fun fact uh, about real hyenas is that they are nocturnal. Uh, Mm. They normally hunt during nighttime and in the early mornings, uh, while uh, lions hunt during the twilight uh, and um, uh, during uh, dust. So I feel like a shift pattern can be arranged here to take over the uh, whole of Pride Lands and further. Mm-hmm. You know, just... I feel like they can utilize this. Mm. So... <laughs> <laughs> your plan... And yes. let me let me just... So we get this straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lion Laban's realm. Mm. And then I'm also hearing maybe like a Blitzkrieg tactic of like having like hyena shock troopers that invade at night. Yes. <laughs> cool. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this plan. <laughs> I mean, there's certainly historical precedent for that not being a terrible plan. <laughs> oh my gosh, stop comparing me to Hitler. I'm not comparing oh. you to Hitler, I'm comparing your plan to Hitler. Ah, oh, okay. That's but, I mean, look, Hitler Hitler didn't win. L- l- let's just, just no, okay, throw that out there. Hitler did not win. Not in the long run, no. You got to get your putting right, Ken. You got to get your putting he, right. He just needed to work on his on his short game. In the long run, as long as we keep the circle of life going, I should be good. Yes, I like the idea of you trying to balance out the hyenas. I like that idea. But I just feel like with the hyenas, uh, the whole reason that they've always been outcasts is because it's, you know or at least as it's portrayed in there, I don't want to be sued by some bloody hyena lover, (laughs) is that, you know, they're not supposed to be controllable in that regard. Like, they've got their... Well, not long-term anyway. Yeah. They're just misunderstood. (laughs) All right. All right, Hitler, settle down. (laughs) Okay, so my plan. Uh, It's only really a small modification to the plan. But basically, when uh, Mufasa is climbing up the rock and Scar grabs him by his arms. I want I just want him to lean in and real quick say, It's over, Mufasa. I have the high ground. <laughs> no. Yes. no, no, that's not my plan. Oh. No, Jim, you win. It's definitely part of your plan though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yes. But the, 
that's more a cosmetic addition to the plan rather than a structural plan. Generally speaking, my plan f- is to follow the advice of this great video uh, slash book, but I'm only really familiar with the video, called The Rules for Rulers, yeah. which is a guidebook on all of the things that you should do if you are a dictator and want to stay in power. And a couple. Of- <laughs> Wait, so it's not a book about 30 centimetre rulers? No. Is, okay. this, is this available to everybody to purchase? Or oh, yeah, like- yeah, yeah. It's right. it's meant to be it's it's not seriously meant to be a guide for dictators. It's more like a, oh, you know for sure somebody's going to try to though. Oh yeah, but it's more like a like this is how dictatorship works thing presented as a how to guide kind of thing. Oh okay, so it's kind of a joke. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I was just about to ask why we're still doing this podcast. We should be invading. <laughs> um, There's already a yeah. book about it. <laughs> a couple of the ideas are similar to your plan. Is that once you have power, you have a, key, a series of key supporters called your keys to power. And you need to keep them happy or else they will overthrow you. So the mm-hmm. idea is if you're a dictator, you need to have the smallest possible number of keys to power. And if someone is superfluous to your being in power, get rid of them. And so similar to your plan, Emma, get rid of the hyenas. Yeah. Once you're in power, they're no longer useful to you. Cut them. Say they were the ones that, you know, did something that started the the wildebeest thing which is true the hyenas will say oh but you told us to do it and you'll say oh that's just lies get rid of them nobody likes hyenas anyway whoa (laughs) (laughs) at this rate i'm the only person who's not going to be sued by that hyena specialist secondly and he kind of does this throughout the movie but resource extraction needs to suit you personally because if you can subjugate your people Starving illiterate peasants don't make great revolutionaries. <laughs> right. So subjugate the lo- the other lions as much as you possibly can because they're not going to be able to overthrow you. And then lastly, when Simba comes back, don't say anything. Yes, I yes, I agree with that. I also feel like this is a really poor episode for my mum to start listening to because I come <laughs> off like a real monster throughout this episode. Jim, you're a monster in every episode. Whoa. <laughs> not, a, not as much. <laughs> in some of them, I'm just rude. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. So, are we ready to do who wins? Yes. All right. On three. Ready? One, two, three. Three, Ken. Jim. Jim. Yes! <laughs> yeah! Congratulations, Jim. Thank you. Congratulations, Jim. I feel like the, there was only like a very small difference between your plan and my plan. Yeah. <laughs> Since I couldn't vote for myself. There you go. <laughs> Although, all of our plans are kind of... Yeah, they're not great, but I think that... Uh, like, Ken's basically invented Littler. Littler. <laughs> Littler. But, like, cause what else can you do? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's only so much you can do, mm. you know, to usurp the throne. Like, you have to kill Mufasa. Like, there's not really anything else you can do there. I just wanted everyone to be happy. I mean, you could try and establish a democracy. Yeah, but who's going to vote for Scar? The hyenas. But lions have so much <laughs> Yeah, but at that point in time, there's like three of them. <laughs> there's like a thousand of them. Yeah, at the end. No, no, no. In, in Be Prepared, you see like heaps of them. Yeah, but they're not part of the pride land. Oh, uh, true. Yes, but... So you... their vote doesn't count. They're outsiders. Yes, if I'm Scar and I'm cunning, I try and, you know, include the voting franchise with the hyenas. That way they can vote me into power. Oh, and they basically... And Scar introduced the hyenas as soon soon as he became king as well so yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty obvious not, yeah. <laughs> all right well congratulations congratulations jim. jim thank you okay newspaper headline i'm gonna go with king's death leaves nation scarred 
Woo! Nice one. Love nice it. One. All right. Well, that's been fun. Yes. On our fifth fun. attempt at recording this. Oh, fun man. times five. Look, it's 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 over. It's been a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say I enjoyed all our recordings. Yeah, me too. Look, Emma, Emma, not so much. The one where Emma did all the work was a, a lot of fun. Oh, that one was the best. <laughs> Look, parts of it were fun, like at the beginning when it was just like little ad lib things here and there, yeah. and then and then it wouldn't got to points of like, oh shit, Actual I actually substance. spoke, <laughs> I spoke a lot here. Some <laughs> of them are so perfect though; you timed them so well. Oh, some of them were so good, and the the listeners will know like what parts of that I've kept in the beginning. But, oh, yeah. man. oh, some oh, of them were great. So good, so good. Like seriously, good work, Emma. Yeah, I would well not done. have been able to pull it off. Not just a pretty face, my friends. Not just a pretty face. <laughs> we wish you would join us next time as we talk about Aladdin. <laughs> we'll show you a whole new world, friends. All right. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired. I can't even do Mickey right now. <laughs> all right. It's your boy. Well, thanks, Domination, for joining us. Yes, domination. thanks, friends. Sorry? You said do- Domination. No, Domi Nation. Domi Nation? Okay. As in, like, the people who listen to us. Like, that's that's the collective term I've come up with. Oh, <laughs> Domi Nation. Oh, I love it. Clearly, that wasn't a group, <laughs> group decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to start a it. thing, Emma. We're rolling with it. It's a great thing. Oh, I'm trying man. to start a thing. Oh, oh nice. All right. Okay. All right. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. It's already happened. Domination is happening. Uh, all right. I feel like it's like when a when a child nicknames its grandparents. Like the grandparents can say, "Oh, I want to be called grandfather." But no, that kid's gonna call you like Poopa or something. Poopa. <laughs> like, all right. Well, it's been fun, friends. Thanks for that, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, our social media handles, and our contact information at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you want to tell us something, feel free to get in touch. And remember, if you like the show, make sure to tell your mum about it. I know that your powers of retention are as wet as a warthog's backside. But thick as you are, pay attention. My words are a matter of pride.